This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to a new week here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley. We're looking at the WTA action this week. This build up to Wimbledon continues, and I'd like to say joining me is our WTA handicapper, Rory Jawani. Rory, uh, good afternoon to you, sir. Good morning to you, sir. Wimbledon just around the corner. The grass courts action is hotting up. Um, Things are look, looking a bit interesting now as we come into Wimbledon. Igor Sviontek is making a, a, a appearance this week on the first grass court event of the year. We're going to get a lot of clues over the next few days for Wimbledon, aren't we, next week? I hope so. Um, I hope we've had some clues already this week. Uh, I mean, we've had the tournaments in Berlin and Birmingham, and actually the finals are today. And um, good to see my outright pick at a really big price, Donna Vekic, beating the defending Wimbledon champion, Yelena Rybakina. And uh, she's in the final. She had to play twice yesterday. They've had a bit of rain in Berlin, but she's in the final against Petra Kvitova, uh, who also played twice yesterday, and who's your pick for Wimbledon from quite a long way back. So um, that's good. Um, and we've also had the tournament in, in Birmingham. Um, Yelena Ostapenko making the final there against uh, Barbara Krajikova. So some clues this week. I think, obviously, you know, a, a word of caution last week before a slam. We've discussed this before. There'll be some players who might not be fully revved up, shall we say, um, for the tournament. And um, sort of, you know, someone like Vekic, who played twice yesterday, she's made the final here. I'm not sure sure she'll play this week. Uh, We've got two tournaments. We've got the 250 in Bad Homburg and the 500 at Eastbourne. But it's always a bit tricky the week before a slam. But as you say, Igis Fiontek playing in Bad Homburg, her first appearance on grass this season, her first appearance since winning at Roland Garros. And uh, hopefully some more clues uh, will emerge this week. Before we go on to this week's action, obviously there's two tournaments this week. One of them is, as Rory says, in bad Humburg. Uh, I'd like to go to good Humburg rather than bad Humburg. Uh, and also in Eastbourne. Um, before we look at the outright markets, just just let you know the bad Humburg tournament starts today on Sunday. So the action would already be starting. And the Eastbourne event starts on Monday. And uh, we'll see the order of play a bit later on. So head to the Bet Rivers website. We'll give you some uh, bets on the matches a little bit later on in the show, but we're going to start off with Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon 2023. As we say, it's only a week away now. Elena Ribikina is the tournament favourite, Bet Rivers at plus 325. Verena Sabalenka is $4. Igor Shrontek, as we say this week, making her grass court appear, uh, 
first appearance of the year. Uh, she's plus four dollars, and then we go into some bigger prices that's dominated by the top three. Mukova, one of Rory's suggestions at fifty-five, I think it was a few weeks back, is now down to fourteen hundred. On Jabir, fourteen hundred as well. Petra Kvitova, my bet at fifties. I bet I'm holding on at fifties. She's now fourteen hundred. Krajica for twenty-two. Beatrice had a dam out of Maya twenty-five. Coco Goff twenty-seven. And then we go into some big prices, but in there as well was Donna Vekic, as Rory said, one of his big price picks. For Wimbledon, who's now down to 40 to 1 and will probably start even lower if she wins the final today against Petra Kvitova. So that's Wimbledon uh, a week away. Um, what are your sort of thoughts on that? I mean, we've we've got some nice price positions going into the into the tournament. Is there anything you want to add to your portfolio or are you pretty happy as we are? I'm happy as it is. Um, yeah, Yelena Rybakin are now the outright favourite, clear favourite, despite the early exit in Berlin. Um, Sabalenka, she lost to Veronica Kudometova, who's in great form. Kudometova, in, in, that was in Berlin too. Um, yeah, at plus 1400, I'm actually just checking. Um, I think I've got Mukova at, at, at 60 to 1, and I think I've got Vekic, I seem to recall, at 250 to 1 at 25,000. So that's, yeah, a very nice position. Um, a little concern with Carolina Mukova, a player who's had a lot of injuries doesn't seem to be having a grass court warm-up uh, before Wimbledon. And I'm hoping that's just because she doesn't feel she need it rather than she's feeling something. It's so, so concerning when you had a player with a lot of injuries. If there was one player, perhaps, there was a couple of players of interest. I mean, Ostapenko, obviously in the final this week at plus 3,300, makes a little appeal. Um, but it is Ostapenko, and there's obviously the uh, the usual disclaimers with backing her. Kudometova at plus 4,000. In form, she reached the final last week. Um, she went deep again this week and knocked out Sabalenka. And Alexandrova, Yekaterina Alexandrova, who won last week, beat Kudometova in the final. Um, and she did well this week. She went out to Petra Kvitova yesterday. At 50 to 1 isn't a bad price. But you look at some of the players in that list. Coco Goff, you wouldn't expect to go very far on grass. Onjabur, still a few question marks over her. And that's why I think this week you might see a, a few more pullouts than normal. In Berlin, we had we've had rain. So yesterday, you know, we had Vekic playing twice, Kvitova playing twice in a day. And this looks a wide open Wimbledon. I it, it looks more wide open than I can recall. Um, for many a year. And I think a few more players will be just thinking, do I need another week of grass before practice or should I just head straight to Wimbledon fresh? And I, I think we'll see a few players maybe pull out this week, just thinking I've got a chance of winning the big one here. Yeah, two matches this week, two tournaments this week, obviously we're going to highlight here on the show, but Wimbledon is a week away and the content is coming fast and furious next week here on the game bet match the draw we believe will be a friday morning we'll have a show over the weekend on the the first round matches and an outright show and all the women content will be uh like loads of content on the men's and the women's draw as well with sean calvert as well so look forward to that next week and over the next couple of weeks uh following that the wimbledon championships which starts on monday uh, okay, let's look at this weekend the build-ups women as you say quite cautious betting you've got to be a little bit careful here because obviously People don't want to peak too early ahead of Wimbledon. So it might maybe a week to take on some of the favourites. Let's start off with the, the bigger tournament of the two. It's the Eastbourne International, the Rothsay International. It's the WTA 500 event. And it's a really good field. 
in Eastbourne. It's uh, a men's and a women's tournament. The, the men's uh, side of it will be covered by myself and Sean. Uh, you can watch the podcast on that as well and listen to, sorry, watch the show and listen to the podcast. But this is a really big field. There's some really good players in it. Uh, the woman and champion, Ribikina, is the is the favourite, Rebecca. She's the number one seed and tournament fa- uh, favourite here. Number two is Caroline Garcia. Number three, uh, we have, uh, where do we have number three? We have Anjabur, number four. Number three, we have Jess Pegula. Uh, Corey Goff is involved. Uh, Zachary's involved. Kvitova, uh, he opens up in a very interesting first round match against Ostapenka. There is no uh, future markets yet. The tournament starts on Monday. We're filming this very early on Sunday. So if you head to the Bet Rivers website, uh, um, when this podcast drops, I'm sure they will have some future markets available. Uh, but we've seen the draw, Rory. Uh, first of all, what are the conditions like here? And is there anything price dependent, obviously, that you like in that draw? Um, as I say, a tricky week as far as betting goes, it being the week before the slam. Um, Eastbourne, um, actually the slowest court out of the grass courts on tour based based on last year. Having said that, it's only marginally slower than Wimbledon. Um, First serve win percentage, 64.8, and service hold percentage, 67.6. Both the lowest, one, two, three, four, seven grass court tournaments we have on the women's tour, and Eastbourne is the slowest, but it's still fairly quick. Um, And you'd expect to see, and especially especially with the weather you've been having in Britain, um, you'd expect it to play a bit quicker. Um, perhaps than last year um, so obviously it's going to favor the big servers the big hitters and you know it's it's going to be a, a typical grass court tournament and you know re- really looking forward to this one as, as I say I'm just a little concerned due to the short grass court season week before Wimbledon Berlin rain interruptions that we might get a few more pullouts even at this late stage that's my my only concern um but it should be a, a very, very good tournament. I'm particularly interested to see Angebur, um first round exit last week in Berlin. A sort of puzzling exit at Roland Garros to Beatrice Hadajmeyer when she looked in total control of the match. I'm very interested to see how she fares this week. Just to cap on uh, Rory's, what he mentioned there, the weather in London has been glorious over the last two weeks or so, but uh, the weather's going to change next week. It's gonna, I think Monday's going to drop by 15 degrees. So today's very high. It's uh, in the temperature in the 80s today. It's really, really hot and humid. Yesterday was a similar temperature, but tomorrow there's going to be a lot of wind expected at Eastbourne, rain, and rain later in the week, so it's going to drop by about 15 degrees tomorrow. I'm on my way to Eastbourne tomorrow, so uh, you'll be able to follow my adventures on the uh, on the Instagram account, which is at Because We Win. You'll be able to see that it's a men's and a women's draw, and I'll be watching some women's action as well as the men's tomorrow. But the temperature does drop a little bit uh, over the week, and there is rain expected in the middle of next week. So that may that could also be a problem for players with, with backlogs who don't want to compete and think, you know, I'm coming over there, it's going to be rainy, I'll be on off court, women a week away, I might just want to have a week off. So... Very interesting, and, and if you are going to have bet on the future market with Bet Rivers, bear that in mind. There could be a lot of withdrawals in this tournament. If you one of your players does withdraw, you'll be paid out. You'll be you'll be refunded your stake. So uh, don't worry about that. Uh, okay, let's have a look at some matches though. We've got uh, five matches here at Eastbourne. The first match we're going to look at is Jess Pegula, the American number one and the number three seed here. She's up against uh, Zheng. Uh, they've never met before. Um, that uh, Pegula is a heavy favourite, minus two twenty seven. Uh, Zheng is uh, plus 175. Uh, Zheng has played one match on grass this year. 
and it was a, a fairly one-sided defeat against Kudometeva. Uh, this is Hegida's first grass court a match of the year. It takes a bit of time to get uh, adjusted. And uh, I, I saw on Twitter today she's had some trouble trouble traveling here. She's been stuck in um, she's been stuck in uh, some part of America with problems on a on a flight. So that's hardly ideal for Jess Pegula. Um, what do you think here? Yeah, hopefully she gets there on time. I'm sure, dad, I'm sure her dad will send the private jet for her. They're not yeah, sure. Exactly. They're, not, they're not going easy jet or, or, <laughs> or any uh, budget airline. Don't worry about that. They'll be fine. No. <laughs> um, yeah, Jane was really disappointing against um, Veronica Kudometova in Berlin. Made a promising start. She just didn't serve well enough. She made just 39% of her first serves in the match, and that dropped to 29% in the second set. And that's not good enough on any surface, let alone the most served effect behendent one of them all. I mean, if she sorts that out, she's got a chance. As you say, Pegula's seasonal debut on grass, she didn't have a warm-up, um, grass court warm-up um, before Wimbledon last year, but she didn't do too badly. Um she beat Donna Vekic in the first round, then she beat Harriet Dart and then went out to Petra Martic. It's not a surface she excels on by any means. Uh, record 16 wins, 15 defeats in her career. I've got a feeling I really wanted to back Zheng. Just she, she needs to sort out that serve. As I say, if she sorts that out, she's a bet, but I think, I think we're just going to have to leave that one alone. No bet in the opener there. The next match, as you said, you want to touch you. Very interested to see how On Jabur performs. And she's got a difficult opener up against Von Drosseva. Uh, Von Drosseva has, has a terrible record on grass, but this she's just probably produced her best grass performance for, for, for in her career, I would thought. Reached the semi uh, quarterfinals in Berlin. Um, obviously, Jabur got beat in the first round by Niemeyer um, in a really, really uncharacteristic defeat. She was pretty awful in the last two sets against had a male when you said she looked like she was going to win that match fairly comfortably as well and she uh, she she threw it all away uh, she's had injury concerns all year but it's reflected in the price Jabur here is minus 125 uh von Drosseva is plus 100 so even money for von Drosseva. um money coming for von Drosseva here um Jabur is on the, on the drift she's getting bigger with bet rivers um do you agree with the support or do you think that uh that there might minus one twenty five might be a little bit of a carrot that you can't resist to taking. Yeah, it's a tricky one. This one, as you say, Jabur lost to Niemeyer, Eula Niemeyer in in Berlin, going down seven six six four. She actually had a point for the first set at five three on Niemeyer's serve, but lost three games in a row. Then she forced the tie break, lost that. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, she is very good on grass. We know that she reached the final at Wimbledon last year. Von Drusseva is a very different test to Niemeyer, who's a real big hitter. Uh, Von Drusseva's won both their meetings this year uh, in three sets at the Australian Open and then straight sets at Indian Wells. As you say, she's not known for her exploits on grass, but she did reach the quarterfinals in Berlin um, going out to Maria Sakkari. I, I just think Javert's prowess on grass could win the day, but Again, a, a match with a few unknowns and one I, I can't really get involved with. I mean, I, I'd really like to see Jabert get back to form. And, you know, on grass, she should have the beating of Von Drusseva. But just those question marks, that Roland Garros defeat, that defeat last week to Niemeyer, you know, is she still feeling that injury? Is she quite there in form? 
yeah, again, I think it's one we can we can leave alone. There are better bets to be had this week. Yeah, the two of them met six times previously, and the head-to-head is three three apiece, three wins apiece. But as we said, the most recent win. This two most recent meetings this year, two this year, Von Trosper has won. They've won once before in this tournament in Eastbourne, and uh, Javert won it. But um, I think if Javert gets to matter at minus 110, and the drift continues, I think I may have to better. Uh, because she needs yeah. some, she needs some. She she's a player that needs to go deep here to get some practice and to show she's fit. I don't think it's any good for her to, to go out early. I think she's one player that's going to be very motivated to do well here. So uh, I, I would um, I would probably go for for Javert actually if uh, if the price got to a decent price for me. Yeah, that's, that sounds fair enough because you know she is the better player on grass. There's no doubt about that. This mm-hmm. this is you know she's she's a good player on all surfaces, but but grass just isn't Von Drusova's surface for all that she did reach the quarterfinals this week. Now, the next match is a very interesting one for me as far as the betting is concerned because it features a Brit, Harriet Dart. Now, the Brits are always overbet, I believe, and overhyped on the grass courts, especially on the women's surface here in Eastbourne. And this is an occasion where you've got to look at the price and double look and double take again. Harriet Dart here, the world-ranked 134 player. I think she's the British number... Two or three, I think she's behind Bolter and Radicon. I think she's number three, Brit. Uh, she's up against uh, the player just outside the seeding is uh, going to be in Wimbledon. Not the greatest on grass at all, but uh, she's 36 in the world, Yang. And she hasn't won a match this year. And admittedly, she's been very poor in her two losses on grass. Um, the two losses, she's, she's won matches, but she hasn't won any matches on grass. She's had a bad season. She's in the middle of a bad run. But Harriet Dart here is a very, very, very Low odds at minus 330. Uh, every part of me wants to fade Marriott, uh, Harriet Dart at minus 330, but this is an opponent that I have no confidence in whatsoever. Yeah, she's in dismal form, Zhang. And, and actually, grass is possibly her best surface. I mean, she went down 6463 to the world number 150, Amina Bektas in Birmingham on her last outing. That was the start of the week. She reached the final in Birmingham 12 months ago. She's just, she's just lost all form. I think we, I think I'm the only person who's lost money on Shang this season because I thought she'd give Annalena Friedsome a game once and she she got double bageled. Um, she's lost her last 10 matches. Mm. Um, and to be honest, this looks, this looks almost terminal for her career. I mean, we've seen Yil Teichman drop out of the top 100. Zhang could be out of the top 200 at this rate. You know, this is, this is the time of the season where she gets her points. So she's losing massive points. She's 34 years old. I'm not sure we're going to see her again after this season, to be perfectly honest. You know, it's 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 a you know it's gonna be a Wimbledon full of goodbyes, I think, because we've got Annette Contervite, she's retiring, sadly, because she's got a chronic back injury. And Venus Williams looks to be on her for farewell tour. I, I I don't think we'll see, you know, once you get outside the top hundred, life gets tough. Once you get lower down than that, it gets really tough. And as I say, Zhang, she's 34. She's had a good career, but she's just not the player she was. Um, Harriet Dart's in, in good form. You know, she reached quarterfinals in Nottingham, Birmingham. She was a set and a break up on Anastasia Potapova in Birmingham this week before losing that one. Um, she should prove far too strong for Zhang. I, I know what you mean about the Brits being overbet, but against anyone but Zhang, yeah. I'd probably agree with you. Um Dart, now the handicap looks good here. Dart minus four and a half games at even money plus 100 looks a really safe bet. And it's a two pointer for me. I, I think 
she'll win this comfortably because as I say Zhang even you know I, I kind of thought getting on grass it might turn things around but it just hasn't for her I mean that last defeat to Bektas is just that's just really way down on what we know she's capable of so yeah Dart, Dart's a better player on grass than Bektas um, and she should win this comfortably and Zhang has failed to cover a four and a half spread uh, in the last four matches. Very heavy defeats. Rides some six love, six love, Freck six one, six one, Maria six one, six four, and Bektas six four, six three. Um, I know she's abysmal, but uh, I, I, I give the game up when I bet a Brit at minus three thirty to win a first round <laughs> yeah, match. You can't bet her at that uh, no, no, no. I mean, I know she's terrible, and I know she's terrible, and I do, and I, and I, and I, I said it I, when I said it about the. If it was any other player, I'd, I'd have to be opposing. But I do think uh, the Brits. Especially the women's Brits do get massively overhyped in the in the betting. I know this is a bit of an exception here, but I don't think they're, they're minus three thirty to beat anybody really. But uh, on this occasion, on this occasion, I probably agree with you. Uh, let's move on to the final two matches in each one, and they're a couple of good matches actually. Um, a couple of tour veterans. The next one we're going to talk about, uh, Karolina Pliskova, a, a player who's won this tournament twice before. Always a dangerous uh, opponent on grass. She's up against Mertens. Um, I think that game, that match will open proceedings on centre court on Monday. And the order of players are out yet, but I think it'll be an early start. Remember, these are early starts as well. So if you want to have a bet on this match, they'll be starting around at 6 a.m. Eastern time. So head to the Bet Rivers website. And if you can't watch it on any of your uh, TV channels in America, I know you've got million, loads and loads of TV channels compared to our five that we have here. Um, just um, make sure you you have a bet and you can live stream the tennis action on your phone or your tablet or your, your laptop or computer. Uh, this one is so Pliskova up against Elise Mertens. They've met three times before. Uh, Pliskova leads 2-1 on the head-to-heads. They've met once in 2019 here on grass again. And Pliskova won very easy, 6-1, 6-2. The betting is Pliskova the favourite, minus 137. Mertens at plus 110. But Pliskova isn't, isn't in great form. She's lost her last four matches, including a um, pretty much one-sided defeat against Kvitova in the first round in Berlin and a disappointing loss against uh, Sloane Stevens at French Open again in the first round. Um, how do you see this one going, Roy? Yeah, Mertens isn't bad on grass. She reached the last 16 at Wimbledon last year, going out to Angerberry in two tight sets. Um, you've said pretty much all there is to say about Klitschko. I mean, her, you know, with her serve, She's, she can never really be written off on grass, but she does appear to be on the decline. My concern about this one for Mertens is her fitness. I mean, she knocked out Jessica Pegula at Roland Garros before going out to Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. She usually likes to play a couple of tournaments before Wimbledon. I've got a funny feeling she was entered for one of these warm-out tournament warm-ups, but pulled out, um, you know, a week or so back. She's been in good form, um, but that that it's just a nagging doubt about her fitness. As I say, she does like to play usually two or three warm-up tournaments before Wimbledon. Um, this would be her first, and it makes me think that she's not quite 100%. Otherwise, I'd quite fancy her. Um, I think, yeah, I think we can leave this one alone just because of that that question mark over her fitness. And the final match, which I think will be a very interesting one if the two players compete or they turn up, uh, which is a big question about this one, is uh, Petra Kvitova, minus 185, up against Helena Ostapenka at plus 155. These two players 
Uh, I think they're both former winners here. I think they won it the last two years. Yeah, Kvitsova won it last year, and Ostapenko won it in 2021. And they're meeting each other in the first round. Just shows you the high quality of this event here in Eastbourne. Um, they've met ten times previously, and uh, the 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 head to head is six four. Now, two rules of thumb I have here with with these two players. Whenever these two players play, because they're complete headbangers, i.e., they go off the boil. They're one. I always go over their games. There was a stat a couple of years ago that Petra Kvitsa played more three-set matches than any other player on the WTA Tour. And when you look at these two, these head-to-heads between these two, the last time they met was in Indian Wells this year. The first set, Ostapenka won six love. And the second set, Petra Kvitsa won six love. Now that sums up women's tennis in general, but it also <laughs> sums up these two players. You never know what to expect from either. They can even go on and win the tournament like a beat in the first round. That is the the high nature of this game. But I do think when the Lions come out of Bet Rivers, if you're looking at around about 21 and a half, I would definitely be overs in this match. Yeah, I can see why. Although I think, I'm trying to think, just trying to do some quick maths. Oh, you'd, got, you'd have got the overs even with those two six loves because it was six four in the third. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I, very obviously there's the doubt over the, whether they, um, they turn up is one um, because, they're both in finals today. Um, as you say, they've won the last two tournaments. Actually, they met in the Eastbourne final last year and Kvitova won in straight sets. Actually made pretty short work of it, 6-3, six, 6-2. Six, um, I think Kvitova, obviously there was a bit of a fitness doubt because she she injured herself early in the season, um, went out first round in Madrid, early exit at Roland Garros. She played two matches in a day yesterday beat Carolyn Garcia and Yekaterina Alexandrova, the informed player on grass this season. So I think she may have answered questions there. I mean, I mean she could still pull out today. We don't know. Um, yeah, it's a match I'm going to leave alone just because, again, the doubt about them turning up, but also the, that final last year, you know, Kvitova did win that fairly comfortably. So that makes me think, although the sort of overs games and maybe three sets would be a shout on grass, you know, maybe Kvitova has the edge um, with that big serve, the big lefty serve that, that we all know. Um, but yeah, it should be, it should be, you know, if they, if they turn up, this would be a really interesting match, uh, especially the week before Wimbledon. It'd be a, a really good taster from two potential winners of the tournament. I mean, mention Ostapenko. You know, at, at 33 to 1 plus 3,300, you know, to me, having reached the final, that looks that looks like that might be a big price. Um, even though, you know, she did have a bit of a bit of a struggle earlier this week. But, you know, she's and we and we know what we're getting with Ostapenko. You know, she was taken to three sets by Venus Williams, um, which really she shouldn't have done. She's been taken to three sets in all her matches this week. So she's had a hard week. But um that's what you get with Ostapenko. We know it, we know we know what it's like backing her. We know what it's like when we don't back her. So yeah, one to watch. You just never know what might happen here. That's Kvitova against Ostapenko. It's tomorrow. Well, it probably won't be tomorrow, it'll probably be on, on Tuesday, but it's the, the match I'm looking forward to watch. I, I big question marks about the tour's motivation as well. They're they're not they're sort of getting getting on in terms of tennis terms in their in their age. And playing back-to-back tournaments when he made the final, you know, some, and, and with the Grand Slam a week away, where both of them think they've got a good chance of going deep in the draw, 
Uh, it may be a question about who wants it most in this match. So very interesting one. Uh, let's swip a, move across to Germany again uh, to Bad Homburg. I just want to, I should love the place. I've never been there, but I love, I just want to go to Bad Homburg. I want to go to Good Homburg and then Bad Homburg and make my own opinion up which one's better. Uh, Bianca Andrescu up against Sunny Sonoy Cartel. Uh, she's a British player. She's ranked 300 odd in the world. And she's playing a former major champion in Andrescu. And no, no surprises that Andrescu is the favourite. But maybe for parlay betters, it might not be as um, as low as you expected. Andrescu is minus 215 here. Cartel is plus 170. The spread is three and a half. Uh, Cartel is plus three and a half. And Andrescu minus three and a half. And the total is 21 and a half. What do you like here, Rory? Yeah, I watched Sané Cartel, uh, one of the matches on um, against Magdalena Freck. She, and she's got a good forehand, but she's not all that solid on the backhand. And her second serve is is pretty weak. I, I can see Andrescu really teeing off on that. I mean, Cartel's on decent in decent form. She took a set off Katie Bolter in Surbiton. She beat Sophia Kenyon in, in Nottingham before that defeat to Freck. I can't see Andrescu having too much trouble here, to be honest. She's not in the best of form. She lost two tight sets to Marketa von Drusova in Berlin. Uh, the Czech using that drop shot of hers to good effect. Um, and also, I think the Britain, she's got Wimbledon qualifiers later this week. Um, she's got a wild card for this tournament and bad Homburg. I think she'll she'll have a mind on that. Um, I, I fancy Andrescu to win comfortably. So straight sets for me. So the bet here, Andrescu minus one and a half sets at plus one, two, three. I just, I, I this is an example where the Brit is... I feel a shorter price, a much shorter price than she should be. Yeah, like that better indeed. The next one is an interesting one because these two players have never won again a match on grass. So this is question which which one's gonna win who's gonna make their break their duck and win their first ever match. Vavara Krajita uh, Krajiva. Krajiva, Krajiva, Krajiva. Up against Jack Krajiva up against, against Jacqueline Christian. Um plus one seventy Christian minus two fifteen for Krajiva. Um Neither one, never one, never won a grass court match either player. Um, pick the bones out of this one. Um, if you look at the form, uh, Christian hasn't won a match at all in the last four matches and hasn't played anywhere near the, the quality of uh, opponent that Krajifa has. Uh, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, Christian won the ITF 60,000 event on clay in Zagreb in May, but as you say, she's done very little since. She lost in the first round in Gaiba. Italy, there was a grass court challenger event there to Austria's world number 171 senior Kraus in straight sets. She did serve 10 aces, but also 10 double faults. Yes, she's lost all four of her previous matches on grass. Gratchevas having a breakout season, reached the final in Austin in March, made the last 16 at both Indian Wells and Miami. She had thrashed Daria Kazakina at the Australian Open. Uh, in Berlin this week, she went down to Donovekic at the start of the week. No disgrace in that. Uh, she did take a set off Petra Martic at Wimbledon a couple of years back uh, when the Croatian was seeded. She also had a couple of wins at junior Wimbledon, although that was back in 2016. But as you say, she's been facing much higher quality of opponent um, on grass. And watching Christiane, you can sort of see why she doesn't like grass. She's got a really high take back on both the backhand and the forehand. She needs the ball to sit up. Looks like Gratchel would handle the lower bounce better. I was going to look for a bet with Gratchel for maybe straight sets. I'm just a bit concerned. Christiane can serve, you know, and, and if she gets that going, 
Um, and Bad Homburg is quick. Um, it's almost as quick as Nottingham. It's it's the second quickest of the seven grass courts that they play on. Um, if Christiane can get that serve going, she might make this closer or maybe even cause an upset. So I was thinking, I was really leaning towards Gratchev. I was really thinking Babette, but it's, I'm, I'm going to leave this one alone just because of Christiane's serve. Remember, this tournament starts today. So that's why we're not looking at the outright markets, but uh, the outright market is dominated by the next player we're going to talk about. It's Igor Frontek, the French Open champion, world number one. She's plus 150 currently to win this tournament, and she's a minus 1,000 shot. Uh, in her first round match against a player that is very capable on grass and in great form. Tatiana Maria is your former Wimbledon semi-finalist, should have beaten Andrea, should have been a finalist at Wimbledon. And she's here uh, after reaching the semi-finals this week and she's got a final today. So um, this is a real tough opener for uh, Sviontek and she's all of her plus 150 and she's minus 1,000 to win this match. When you bear in mind some of the defeats she's had on grass against some lesser quality players on a surface that she's had no practice and coming complete cold against an opponent that's already played nine matches on grass this year and he's 7-2 this is a real tough one yeah I couldn't agree more I mean Maria's playing in the final of the challenger event in Gaiba against young American Ashleen Kruger who's having a great time on the grass but yeah Maria reached the semis at Wimbledon last year good serve Good all-round player, great backhand slice. You know, she's got the game for grass. Um, she's also done quite well on the slow clay, as we know. She's got two wins in Bogota on really slow clay. Sviontek, despite winning the Wimbledon Girls title in 2018, she hasn't transferred that into the senior ranks. She's never made it past the fourth round at SW19. Her last match, obviously, was the Roland Garros final, which she won. My only concern with Maria is that if she get, she's in a hard match today. Um, I'd be a little bit wary. 35 as well, you know. That's yeah. Take well. She has won all her previous matches in Gaiba in straight sets. I think we can take a chance on Maria here at plus 650. I, I just think that's that's a massive price for a proven grass court player and, and also be backing her to win a set at plus 205. But these prices, you know, I'm not going to say they're insulting. You know, obviously Sviontek's the world number one, but Maria is very capable on grass and, you know, I think she's got a chance here. I like the spread. Five and a half uh, start for Maria plus 118 and the totals are very low at 18 and a half. I think Toronto want to get a few games under her, but also you remember as Maria's going to have all the support. She's a German player playing in Germany as well. I know the Polish is going to be a big support for her as well, but uh, you would expect the, the German crowd to get behind their girl there. So Maria could produce a shock here. And the final match is Jill Teichman up against uh, Liu Li, Lai, sorry, plus minus 148 for Teichman, uh, plus 120 uh, for Lai. What do you think of this one? Yeah, both players in ordinary form. Teichman, I mentioned her earlier, she's dropped out of the top 100. Poor clay court season, having reached the semis in Madrid last year. In her career, she's just won two matches out of 11 on grass. On the other hand, Liu has 12 wins out of 21 on the green stuff. She won the Wimbledon girls title in 2017. Really surprised to see her as the underdog here. I, I, I'm really confident she'll win this. Um She's she's a better player on the surface, a far better player on the surface. She's actually got the higher world ranking as well. So I'm surprised, really surprised she's the underdog. Um, this is going to be a two-point bet for me, Liu to win this at plus 120. Liu is currently plus 120 with Bet Rivers. I will tell you that price could be under pressure as the day goes on, so make sure you head across. 
to the Bet Rivers website to take that odds. That will start at around about six a.m. Eastern time. So you're gonna have you have to get on very quickly. We expect that match to start on Monday. So uh, the tournament in Bad Homburg is starting today. The outright markets uh, will be suspended and are available probably early in the morning. If you were going to have a pick on the outright, anybody you take your fancy, Rory? Difficult one. I say Vekic could pull out given her exploits this week. I think Sfiontek's far too short at plus 150 given what we know about the surface. Um, Samsonova hasn't had a great time. I think she's about plus 800. Um, if she gets her serve going... A fast surface, she could go. She could go deep, but yeah, no strong opinions from me on the outright market. Just give us a quick recap of your picks for the first round in action in Eastbourne and Bad Homburg. Yes, indeed. So starting at Eastbourne, uh, we have got uh, Harriet Dart minus four and a half games against Shui Zhang. That's at plus one hundred, and that's a two point bet. Uh, and Bad Homburg, uh, Bianca Andrescu minus one and a half sets against Sone Cartel at plus one, two, three. Uh, Tatiana Maria to beat Iga Sviontek at plus 650 and also Maria to win a set at plus 205. And finally, Claire Liu to beat Yil Teichman, uh, two point bet at plus 120. So there you have it. That's the latest edition of uh, Betting Weekly, a game bet match, WTA edition with Rory Girani. Back a little bit later on with myself and Sean looking at the men's action and the countdown to Wimbledon continues. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly, Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. 